Welcome to the Aligned Business Woman podcast, where your inner goddess activates your strategic CEO. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and service providers looking for a simple way to grow their business. Each week, I share simple, actionable steps you can use to build a profitable business that is aligned to your energy without having to cold DM strangers or follow outdated selling strategies. I'm here to help you tap into your natural talents and step into your power to show up confidently on social media and grow your business. Welcome to another episode of the Aligned Businesswoman, Vanessa here, and this week I have a special guest, Natalie Berth. She is a serial entrepreneur and founder of Cybersecurity for Humans, a company she nearly called Cybersecurity for the rest of us. Her goal is to take the mystery out of cybersecurity by helping individuals and businesses skip the learning curve to stay safe online. Cybersecurity for Humans offers courses for niche markets as well as audits and consulting services. So tune in because we're about to have some funny laughs about porn, senior citizens, and some catfishing. Welcome to the Aligned Businesswoman podcast. Today, I have Miss Natalie Berth on our show today, and we're going to be talking about cybersecurity. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being here. I'm excited to actually talk about this, believe it or not. It might sound a little geeky in tech, but this is something that sometimes we don't think about when we're starting our businesses. We just kind of like dive in, and then we're built this you know, strong following. We built all these assets, and all of a sudden, some weirdo comes in and tries to destroy what we created. So I'm excited. Okay, so I'm just going to say this, like you are being very kind in calling them weirdos. I, I use a lot of colorful metaphors, shall we say, when I describe those not nice people who, who, who come in and ruin people's businesses. Uh, yes. I want to, so uh, well, I'm going to tell you a story, but I want you to kind of like, just say hello and, uh, Say whatever it is that you want to say to introduce yourself. Sure. So I am um, the CEO and founder of Cybersecurity for Humans. And um, I created this business because it's it's we're missing a market, right? Most of the business, most of the problems that we have with cybersecurity are actually not tech problems. Everybody thinks that cybersecurity is a tech problem, a tech issue. It's not. It's a people issue. It's a business issue. It actually has very little to do with tech, although we are trying to develop tech solutions for what's a human problem, which to some extent works, but doesn't always because humans are uh, uniquely able to overcome even the most, you know, best tech uh, support and and protection because that's, you know, people do dumb things or brilliant things or whatever you want to call it. So, but basically I started this company to support people who want to run their businesses, but don't, and want to stay safe online, but don't want to learn about cybersecurity. They just want to do, you know, want to do their business. But having to get into, you know, getting another degree in technology. (laughs) So when you say it's a human, it's more like human based. Are you talking about both like the person that they get hacked because they're just kind of like sloppy and they're going too fast. And then on the other side of it, the person actually doing the hacking or can you explain? What- so there is sure that we in, in cybersecurity, there's this concept called the human factor or the human element. It is the number one problem every year, every report that's like, what's the status of cybersecurity in the world? It's always the number one problem. 
And essentially that refers to us on the front end, the users, not the, not the, what we'd call bad actors, right? Um, obviously most of the time, well, we can get into the technology side and the back end side, but really my focus is on the front end. And so um, when we talk about the human factor, we talk about the things that we do or don't do that we shouldn't or should not do. So it's something like clicking on links we should do or using using easy password or reusing passwords or connecting with people without understanding, you know, that they're scammers. Just it's just sort of like it's a, it's a whole new landscape online. You know, we all have to learn to cross the street um, and look both ways. And that's sort of really what we need to be doing online as well. So when we talk about the human factor, that's what I was saying earlier, is that all of the stuff that's coming out, all of the the technology that's being developed is really focused on trying to stop us from doing dumb things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recently got, um, and I'm excited to tell you this story. I recently got an email, my spam. I hardly ever checked my spam. And so I got an email, my spam and it said, and wanted me to click a link. And I'm like, I'm not going to click anyone's link. Right. I didn't click my, the links from my family. when they send me DMS, I'm like, mm, I don't know about this, but in there, it said, a while back, I blah, 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 like hacked your stuff and I've been following you. And uh, I didn't really, really read it all of it because it was so long. But it was like, um, and I see that you like to frequent these uh, adult websites and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, but that might be a good, fun idea to do. Right. Just ignored it. It was like, send me money or something. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm not going to click on your link. I'm going to report a spam. Like, get out of here. But it's so funny. I have a funny story. So my mother, right, she's in her 70s, calls me one day and she's like, I got this email and it says that, you know, they've been watching me pleasure myself in front of the computer. And I was like, yeah. She goes, but then now now they want me to send the money and I don't, I don't know how to do this. And I was like, okay, so back up. Are you watching pornography on your computer? She's like, no. And I went, are you masturbating on your computer? <laughs> like, this is not a conversation one wants to have with their mother. And she was like, no. And I was like, that's how you know it's fake. That's how you know it's fake. So it's, it is just, it was really, really big, maybe five or six years ago, where it was happening a lot. Like all of us, I'm sure, I know I've received probably a couple emails, but, you know, people get paranoid, not thinking about the logic about it. Like, who cares if you watch porn, even on, even though, Porn is like what the number one thing on the on the internet, um, but you know it, it doesn't matter. So you know because what they're claiming is that they've taken over your your um, uh, camera so that they can watch you, and uh, you know shut your camera if you if you watch porn <laughs> on your computer, just shut your damn camera. You're all set. Like. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. I, I probably should save this episode for the flow of pleasure <laughs> segment of my podcast. So funny. Okay, so I also have received um, uh, an email saying we hacked your password from a specific website. And so I like how do what, how do we protect ourselves when someone else's website gets hacked? Like, what can we do in that instance? Gosh, so that's actually, like, that's the question, right? There have been over 181 million um, breaches in the last 10 years. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that's a crazy amount per day. And, you know, the question is, how do we how do we overcome those, right? Because all of our stuff has been stolen. There's a couple of things to do. 
This actually goes right to the question as to whether or not you use or reuse passwords. Okay. And I know it's easier and people don't want to have to like learn how to, how to, you know, learn different passwords. And frankly, the way I always say it is if you can remember your passwords, you're not doing it right. <laughs> you need to be able to, I, I just, cause, cause they should be random. And if you're using something like LastPass or um, there's Nordlocker, there's a whole bunch of different, you know, Dashlane. If you're using a password manager, you don't have to. And, and like my passwords are all random. They're all letters, combinations, numbers of, of, and, uh, and, special characters. I don't know what they are. I don't even make them all the same length. I change the the length from 18 to 24 randomly higher if I can get away with it. So um, when somebody reaches out to you like that, the first thing you do, not click on any link, is to go into that account or you find out that somebody has been hacked. Um, you go into that account, you change the password and if necessary, change the email address. Um, and and that's that's pretty much all we can do. There is an email. There is a, a website called um, I have been pawned that I have been pwnd.com. And you can go onto that website and you can see which breaches your email address has been involved in. Oh, wow. And it's pretty like <laughs> eye opening when you realize just how much your email address has gotten around good reason to have several different email addresses. Wow. Wow. Okay. So what about the two factor authentication? Does that really help or? It does. It does to some extent. Okay. And so when, or it's it's actually now called multi-factor authentication because there are sometimes it's just two factor, but if you're using a third party, um, like there's a lot of multi-factor authentication apps like Authly and, and uh, Google Authenticator and stuff. And what they do is they give you a code, but the, that one changes the code ever changes every 60 seconds, right? The website does that. Now that's, it could be that they require your um, biometric, you know, mostly it's thumb or face, sometimes it's eye or something like that, or they send that code to your phone or your email address. Now, if you do not have a great password on your email, then that's not going to be really particularly useful, right? Because if you're reusing the passwords across the across the way, then you're kind of, I mean, it's irrelevant because they can they can access. And frankly, they can if they want to, they can they can hack your phone as well. Um, they can spoof it. Uh, there's there's a bunch of stuff they can do, but they can get that information. But it is way way better. And for what we call brute force attacks, where they're just randomly trying to get in and they're not actually targeting your business, that's it's usually perfectly fine. Now, when it comes to social media and a couple other apps, but it's mostly social media, what they do is they say, hey, we, we'll give you two-factor two authentication, but just in case you don't, um, you don't have access to your phone or something like that, we'll also give you a series of codes you can use, right? Mm -hmm. The problem comes in when your account has already been hacked and they have access to those codes. Mm -hmm. That is what the big issue is, especially with Instagram and Facebook, because um, both of them will give you codes. I think Instagram will codes. For sure, Facebook does. And uh, because you change the password and you're like, oops, I forgot my password. I'll use one of these codes. Anybody else can do that, too, if they're already in your account. Yeah, so true. I never even thought about that. Um, I definitely like to use a third party for the code. It's just, you know, 
sometimes it feels like an inconvenience, but I'm like, no, it's okay. Let me just do this because all of my, my stuff is on, you know, on the platform I'm logging into. Um, the other day I was having a conversation with one of my quantum leap members and she was buying a domain and she asked me if I buy the extra protection. I always buy the extra protection. Now, the only time I don't buy the extra protection is I'm just using the domain to forward it to my actual website that has all the protection. So can you tell me a little bit about like, am I doing that wrong? Or like, you know, do we you like, want the protection? You okay. want the protection. And the reason you want the protection, unless you're doing it through your company and your company has a PO box address, then it's a little bit less of a concern. But the reason you want the protection, that's a privacy protection. And um, what that basically does is it masks your name and your address and your phone number, your contact information from whomever is trying to get into that website, who, who wants to look it up, for example. So if you have, um, if your website is, you know, vanessaannmiller.com and you bought aligned um, whatever the you know, the, the, whatever it is, right. You buy a line.com and you're just like, Oh, I'm just going to forward it to Vanessa.com. Then, you know, you don't have the protection. They're still going to know who, who bought that second one. So yes, buy you definitely pay for the protection. It's, it's a pain. Cause like realistically, do they really need to be charging you 20 bucks a year? No, they don't. But if my address on my account is my business address and my business address is on my website, then am I just, what am, is there like any protection as far as like, I guess I don't understand. Like, what's the point of like, they're going to be able to find that information anyway. Right. Yeah. But why make it easy for them? Okay. So it's not necessarily that I'm like protecting my people that are going using the website, but I'm just like essentially protecting myself. That was another thing that I thought about too. I was like, is it, I want to make sure that anyone that's coming to my website, it's they're protected if they're putting in any information. So I thought that's what it was about, especially if it's on your own. No, website. it's actually that extra stuff that when you first, it's a privacy protection, it's your own privacy information. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, if you have a bricks and mortar business, then, you know, if, if I've got the, the liquor store.com and it's 14th street liquor.com, right. And that's their street address as well. That's going to be less of an issue yeah. because it's right there. I would probably still do it only because, you know, unless, well, actually in the case of a bricks and mortar business, you're trying to get people to show up at your location. So then that's fine. The problem is that most entrepreneurs are working out of their homes. And that means that their business address is their business address is their home address. And you do not want that information out there. You don't want it out there for a lot of reasons. Somebody could just be mad at you for some reason, decide to dox you. And that's not something you want to deal with. And doxing is, is publicly putting out your information, right? Just make it harder for them. There's no point in making it easier. That's really scary. And, you know, I, so in my past life, I say, before I opened up my online business, I was a financial services uh, representative. So I sold life insurance, for, uh, 401ks, all that. And there were times where we couldn't locate someone's phone number, but we had to speak to them because it was urgent that they're losing their benefits when they're leaving company. And so I would go to fastpeoplesearch.com and I would find everything on there for them. So how is that legal for, you know, I didn't even have to pay for that. It was free. So how is it legal for a, a, a website like that to give so much information out on someone? It's all publicly, they get it all from public sources. It's, it's, they, they just gather all the public information. It is <clears throat> information from um, something you might have signed up for. It's information from um, 
property tax and, you know, voting rolls and anything that is public information, they just gather it together and put it in a single place. Now, the difference between that is if you, so the problem is we, we have twofolds as small business people, right? We've got people who are looking for us individually, and that could be an ex, that could be an ex-business partner, an ex, you know, love partner, relationship partner. It could be anything like that, right? And then we're also dealing with um, the the bad actors who are just trying to make a buck. They're the scammers, they're the hackers, they're the one who are out there and, and doing their thing. Um, and so you're kind of like, we're, we're kind of going back and forth in two things. The random scammer is not going to go on to whatever website you checked out where you were able to get all of that information. Mm. Mm -hmm. And there is now a way, and I haven't yet done it myself, um, but there is a way on Google that Google will remove all of your information from the public uh, view. The problem with that, again, if you're trying to to gain um, visibility in your business is that it's a permanent fix. Like they don't go, oh, you, you, you're you okay with putting your stuff on here 10 years later, too bad. Like that's not what they're going to do. So they, they just started doing that, I think last year. Before we wrap up here, what would you say is the number one overlooked thing that we entrepreneurs just kind of miss? Um, well, I, I would like, I think that cyber in general, I would say that cybersecurity needs to be prioritized. It needs to get bumped right up there to, oh, yeah, it always fascinates me that people will spend 1200 or $1,500 or $2,000 to have some lawyer um, submit their paperwork to incorporate when you can actually do that online for free. But then they don't want to spend, you know, the less than $500 a year. It's going to cost them to make sure that they're completely safe online. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that if you're talking about cybersecurity specifically, there are a few things. The, the, the best thing that's going to help you is great passwords. And that use means two factor authentication, unique passwords for each one of your, each one of your accounts. Um, if you're traveling or you're not working in your home, you need to be using a VPN. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of little stuff that once it's habits, you're fine, but they're, they're new habits you need to, you need to do. Well, interesting. Well, thank you so much. And before we wrap up and you tell us where to find you and all that good stuff, tell me, what are you reading or listening to now? Or what is your favorite thing to listen to? Oh, gosh. So I, I, you know what I love to listen to is I love, well, I, I was listening, you know, this American life, I was listening to stories. I love stories. So uh, I don't do audio books. I'm a big, big reader. I, um, as of what are we? Uh, early November, I'm already at about 170 books so far this year because it's oh, both wow. my like escape and my self care. <laughs> so, and I'm a voracious reader, so I don't watch TV or do any of that stuff. And I read just about anything that I can. Right now, I'm reading a like this I don't know some paranoia paranormal love thing on, on another you know mystery something or other on another planet or something like that. It's not a planet though. I think it's just another world. So, <laughs> kind of fun. It's just, it's fun. So I I just, I'll read, I I read everything. I'm just constantly reading news and stuff like that. Awesome. I'm a reader too. So, well, thank you so much for being here. And if someone wants to come hang out with you and get to know more about you and your offers, where can they find you? Sure. My website is cybersec4humans, the number four humans.com. 
And um, that's also my handle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, although I haven't done anything over there yet, and LinkedIn. <laughs> so I'm on YouTube. I'm actually, uh, that'll be on YouTube as well. So, uh, but if you want, I, I've got a great newsletter that goes out that you can get that at the website. Um, I also have a list of resources for people to go and check out that have I been pawned. Uh, you link is is on my resources page. So, and I can also send that to you to for people to to be able to check that out. They will be blown away. That's always like the thing people are like, oh my God. So it's kind of cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to get that too. So thank you so much for being here. It was fun chat. My pleasure. Thank you guys. And I'll see you guys next week on the next episode of the Align Business World. Thank you for joining me this week. To view the complete show notes and any links mentioned in today's episode, visit vanessaannmiller.com forward slash podcast. That's also where you can get free access to the Empowerment Activation Masterclass. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. Thank you again for joining me, Vanessa Ann Miller, in this episode of The Aligned Businesswoman.